Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person AKA Patters, day five, day five, day five. How many times can I say it? Yeah, so I had like a long work day today. And by long, I just mean like things kicked up in the morning. And, you know, I just, I, I had to pivot. I had to get into the office, knock out a bunch of things, and drop off a suit for the cleaners because we have a, we have a wedding, wedding, wedding coming up. And look, we know I love weddings, okay? Just hit me up on Facebook. Tons of wedding photos. I do wedding albums. I just love weddings so much. Haven't had one myself. <laughs> but, like, it was just one of those mornings. I rushed back here. Like, objective number one. I have to start computer coloring. I, I'm, like, you know, I, I'm rounding out a process I didn't know I had to round out okay that's how like delusional i was when it comes to figuring out the these kinks for my computer coloring computer coloring comic books objective two number two your boy over here needs to watch the nun this movie 2018 40 million dollar budget right or 30 million made about 300 so the conjuring formula is emerging. You make movies between 30 and 40 million dollars, and you're in the 300 milli range. Give me another franchise that does that, okay? Paranormal activity, I know, comes really close. Uh, yeah, maybe some of the Saw movies were budgeted similar. Like, I, I'm not educated enough about Saw, I, I came and I wouldn't be able to guess. What the budget for some of those Saw movies were. But you, you guys get my point. You get where I'm going. Where I'm going. There are no roads. But no. It's it's these high concepts. Big effing ideas. Optimized. Packaged. Made into Taylor's pork roll. Squirting out of a machine mold. 
but along the way, I mean, you, you, we get things. We get things that are delightful and special. And, you know, like a part, I, I just remember growing up. And I never watched Friday the 13th after, you know, almost like how that, the, the later movies for that franchise, it, it, like I couldn't make any sense of it growing up. The story, uh, you know, some of this, this, like, they were back retro. Jason, Jason was retroed into like a like a demon from hell or or some crap. And you know, there, there was always I say, might even Jason goes to hell where you they figure out where like you can get Jason's heart and stab it with a pencil and like stop him. You know, it was like some bounty hunter dude. And, you know, like I thought that was it. I thought that was like almost like a turning of the franchise with with that one scene. But the one franchise of all of them that always stuck out was Nightmare on Elm Street because it's so much like the Transformer movies. The more you go into the series, they 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 back you know like they back up the backstory. So you get like a bigger piece of this backstory with your preceding sequels. Is that an oxymoron? Is preceding sequels an oxymoron? But you guys get my point. The Conjuring is doing that in real time. They're identifying a success within their own successful movies. Annabelle, The Nun. These these like pings are identified in real time and they go into production. And before you know it, before you want to wait 10 years, 20 years, right? We've had to do this for our prequels before. Before we get the back, ba- before we know we want the backstory, it's given to us. And this movie, I mean, this movie delivers on so many levels. And I love it has like a like a studio shot environment, you know, graveyard, forest, and we know we're in the studio. And I don't know about you, but I love that. I love those scenes. I love those shots. It's bloody, incredible design work incredible makeup awesome backstory we you know like i'm not gonna say spoiler alert but spoiler alert the nun is like a demon from hell that was able to pass through a gateway that this one monk who was stopped by like the great crusades or the knights templar kind of like hinted but they, but they link it. They link it to ancient Romania. They kind of link it around like the age of Dracula. But we have these things. We have the Crusades. We have the invasion of the Turks as a, our far backstory. But the nun was summoned through a ritual. And has penetrated our realm. And is kept. It's kept under lock and key. They, they built this giant church around... It's prison, and these nuns have to pray and pray and pray, and there's all of these like you know like little microscopic rules, so the nun doesn't get out, and eventually the nun chips away at these nuns and gets out. The beginning of this movie, the whole setup, the introduction of these uh, insanely tropey, tropeistic, tropefabulous characters, uh, who to me are a complete delight. Also, all so good looking. But yeah, like we get this stuff along the way to, you know, we got to move the plot. We know, 
We're going to get the nun at the end. That's fine. The nun's powers, the way the nun like works, the logic of it fits within Conjuring 2. The ending of this movie flows into an exorcism that was demonstrated in the Conjuring 1 when we we're introduced to our like couple, our family. And this is how the nun gets out of like Romania, gets out of the castle. It's defeated, but it possesses on the way out. This movie links Conjuring 1 and 2. This is, it's, it's, it's a true shared universe. That it's, it's, it, and it's an absolute delight. The beginning of this movie is hardcore. That's exactly what you would want. Then it slows down, okay? Again, where we have to soak in these tropes. They knew. Like, it's, it is, um, you know, like, I'm very much fascinated, very much into the idea that they identified the nun, like, her popularity within one movie. And before there was, like, this, like, you know, like, a second generation re-exploring the franchise, which commonly happens. They give you the backstory. That's what they did with Annabelle. They they worked in their very own formula immediately into a movie. And, you know, don't seem to have done it with Conjuring 3, which is fine. This film series is going to keep going. And that's, uh, I, I really believe, you know, these, like, oh, it's almost like the, uh, the attempts to flow the you know it, this is a shared universe it should be studied um you know I, I the imagery still sticks with you which is great and like the idea of a haunted nun of a possessed nun like the, knowing that that visual will stick with you it's a stroke of genius it's a ballsy ballsy move uh, I can't say enough good things about this series so far. We're, we're going to wrap. We're still not done with James Wan. But we're going to wrap up the Conjuring uh, run with Day 6. With tomorrow with Annabelle Creation. And then we're going to we're gonna wrap up James Wan on Day 7. October 7th with Spiral with Chris Rock. And then we're going you know, we're just going to rebuild the 31 Days of Dread at that point. But really... If you want to study building a shared universe that doesn't rhyme with Marvel Comics, you have to study The Conjuring. Everyone, thanks for hanging out. 31 Days of Dread. I love you. And to continue this telethon where we're not talking about high five, there's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media... I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And there are two Wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books... You can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. You can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles 
if you missed any like issue one two or three or whatever there Uzi Susie is waiting for you and keep an eye on Indiegogo a lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo all of those updates will be here on this podcast so if you're a regular listener I'll let you know we can rock and roll from there so everyone Thank you so much and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka Pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka Pad on Twitter, straight up aka Pad on the Facebook. My business page is there, my personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss.